Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. They do great work. And you can find out more by visiting the website, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We've got great guests for today's show, including Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. Boo Mortensen will be joining us from Madison, Wisconsin. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government. And Linda Harden will be joining us, author of Greetings from Paradise. It is September the 14th, and on this day in 1814, Francis Scott Key penned the poem, which is later set to music in 1931 and became America's national anthem, The Star-Spangled Banner. The poem, originally titled The Defense of Fort McHenry, was written by after Key witnessed the Maryland fort being bombarded by the British during the War of 1812. Key was inspired by the sight of the lone U.S. flag still flying over Fort McHenry at daybreak as reflected in the now-famous words of the Star-Spangled Banner, and the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Francis Scott Key was born on August the 1st, 1779, at Terraruba, his family's estate in Frederick County, which is now Carroll County. That's in Maryland. He became a successful lawyer in Maryland and Washington, D.C., and was later appointed U.S. Attorney for the District of Columbia. On June 18, 1812, America declared war on Great Britain after a series of trade disagreements. In August 1814, British troops invaded Washington, D.C. and burned the White House, Capitol Building, and the Library of Congress. The next target was Baltimore. After one of Key's friends, Dr. William Beans, was taken prisoner by the British, Key went to Baltimore, located the ship where Beans was being held, and negotiated his release. However, Key and Beans weren't allowed to leave until after the British bombardment of Fort McHenry. Key watched the bombing campaign unfold from aboard a ship located about eight miles away. After a day, the British were unable to destroy the fort and still just gave up. Key was relieved to see the American flag still flying over Fort McHenry and was quickly penned a few lines to attribute to what he had witnessed. The poem was printed in newspapers and eventually set to music of a popular English drinking tune called To Ancreon in Heaven uh, by composer John Stafford Smith. The people began referring to the song as the Star-Spangled Banner, and in 1916, President Woodrow Wilson announced that it should be played at all official events. It was adopted as the national anthem on March the 3rd, 1931. Dr. Ski, uh, Francis Scott Key, died of pleurisy on January the 11th, 1843. The story of the Star-Spangled Banner. Well, Florida reported fewer coronavirus cases in in the week of ending Sunday, adding 100,249 cases. That's down 22.4 from the previous week's tally of 129,000 cases. In the latest week, coronavirus cases in the United States decreased 11.9% from the week before. With uh, 6.45% of the country's population, Florida has 9.92 of the country's cases in the last week. Collier County added 1,796 cases in the latest week, about 17% fewer than the week earlier when it reported 2,156 cases. 
Throughout the pandemic, it's reported 53,980 cases in Collier County. And previously, uh, Collier County's COVID cases fell more than 5%. Lee County reported 9,554 cases in the latest week, and in the week earlier reported over 7,000. So things are looking bright. In other words, looking up, well, the number of cases is reducing not only in Florida, but Collier County and Lee County as well. Well, parents locked in a legal battle with Governor Ron DeSantis about school mask requirements want to face a fast-track the case to the Florida Supreme Court. Attorneys for the group of parents filed a request late Friday to effectively bypass the first district court of appeal and go to the Supreme Court. The request filed at the first district court of appeal focused heavily on the July 30th executive order issued by DeSantis that ought sought to prevent uh, schools from requiring schools uh, students to wear masks. No child has died from the requirement to wear a mask while indoors at school. However, children have died from contracting COVID-19. <clears throat> kind of an absurd claim in the first place because obviously kids get sick by keeping the waste from their bodies, which of course they exhale, uh, close to their face. But irrespective, the 11-page request uh, went on and said, Undoubtedly, this executive order, which directly affects the health of appellees, parents, children, as well as all children of Florida, constitute an issue of great public importance. Also contended that immediate resolution by the Supreme Court is needed because the school year is underway. In the first week of school across Florida, cases of COVID-19 occurred at a rate 10 times higher than at the same time last year, at which time students were required to wear masks. The request said both children and adults are sick and dying as a result of COVID-19. Thus, it is a palpable urgency for immediate review by the Florida Supreme Court in this matter. Well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis held a recent press conference at the Department of Health in Vieira, touting the success of the Regeneron treatments. The request came after a three-judge panel of the First District Court of Appeal on Friday, placed a stay on the ruling by Leon County Circuit Judge John Cooper who found that DeSantis overstepped his constitutional authority with the executive order. The state cleared the way for the state to continue trying to block schools from requiring masks while the underlying appeal of uh, Cooper's judgment moves forward. In issuing the stay, the panel of the Tallahassee-based appeals court expressed skepticism about the parents' lawsuit. It goes, here's a quote, from our review of the trial's court final judgment and the operative pleadings, we have serious doubts about the standing jurisdiction out of the threshold matters, said Friday's order by appellate judge Stephanie Ray, Harvey J., and Adam Tannenbaum. These doubts significantly militate against the likelihood of the appellate's uh, ability or ultimate success in this appeal. According to its plain terms, the Parents' Bill of Rights uh, limits governmental authority and protects the inherent rights of parents, the motion said. Thus, the governor could not possibly have violated the Parents' Bill of Rights by protecting parents' rights. <laughs> Most assuredly, the Bill Parents' Bill of Rights does not grant any authority to local school districts that did not previously exist. In the request Friday night, in a, uh, was sent this if, uh, if sent to the Supreme Court, the plaintiff's attorneys wrote that the Florida Constitution allows pass-through jurisdiction in the cases that are certified. So the appeals court requires immediate resolution by the Supreme Court because the underlying issues are of great public importance and will have a great effect on the proper administration of justice throughout the state of Florida. So I, I agree with Governor DeSantis, and I hope you do too. Of course, it's cert certainly your decision, but 
Governor DeSantis is saying the parents should decide if kids should wear a mask. There may be underlying conditions that suggest it's appropriate, but Governor DeSantis said we should go about our lives. This is not a pandemic, he's suggesting. And there are cures. There's uh, therapeutics like uh, the Re- Regeneron. So uh, the parents, though, they want every, some, this group wants everybody masked up. Please, Governor, tell us what to do. Mask us up. <laughs> it's just a third. Well, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on Monday announced that local cities or counties that mandate coronavirus vaccines for their employees will face fines of $5,000 per infraction. We're here today to make it very clear that we are going to stand for the men and women who are serving. We're going to protect Florida jobs, DeSantis said during a news conference. We are not going to let people be fired because of the vaccine mandate. The move by DeSantis comes after the governor announced that businesses would also be hit with $5,000 fines that require individuals to provide proof of vaccination, stating he does not want the state to possess two classes of citizens. Earlier this year, the governor approved a bill which outlawed vaccine passports. One, I'm vaccinated. I'm offended that someone would want, want me to make or show me, want me to show something just to go to a restaurant or live my life. DeSantis said of the decision, my view is that we go to protect people's ability to live their lives. I don't want a biomedical security state in which constantly having to do just what uh, be, to be able to live everyday life. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. We pre- appreciate this leadership in the face, of course, of what Joe Biden is mandating. By the way, there were 11,405 reported deaths from COVID vaccine in the United States back on July the 24th. And this was up from 9,125 reported deaths uh, from earlier in the month in July. The VAERS database contains information on unverified reports of adverse events like illnesses, health, health problems, symptoms. Following immunization with the U.S. licensed vaccines, the CDC government website links to VAERS platform. In June, VAERS reported 6,985 deaths due to the COVID vaccines. That, then it jumped to 11,405 in, in July, and now it's up to 14,000 people are dying because of the vaccine. That's a jump of 3,296. So if you're vaccine hesitant, you certainly got some reasons to reconsider whether uh, you should take that vaccine. I personally haven't taken it, but uh, I do watch. I, I'm very concerned, obviously, about my good health, so I try and avoid situations that uh, where I might be exposed to the vaccine. And I certainly take zinc, vitamin C, E, D, all the vitamins necessary to help. And of course, with a nice backup from the governor to have the Regeneron treatment for a therapeutic in case I get the disease. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit the website johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also, buy Life in Naples magazine, be in the know, and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of The Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, 
Fabulous food and a rockin' good time, Lulabee's Diner's a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Did you know St. Matthew's House operates the only emergency homeless shelters in Collier County? St. Matthew's House provided more than 500,000 hot meals to those in need last year, and since 2010, 527 men and women have graduated from the St. Matthew's House Justin's Place Addiction Recovery Program. For over 30 years, St. Matthew's House has provided innovative solutions to fight homelessness, hunger, substance abuse, and poverty in Southwest Florida. And you can help St. Matthew's House in this life-transforming work by patronizing the St. Matthew's House Thrift Stores, Cafe M25, Car Wash and Detailing Center, and award-winning catering operations. For more information, visit stmatthewshouse.org. That's stmatthewshouse.org. St. Matthew's House is a 501c3 not-for-profit organization and does not solicit government funding. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. It's a new refreshing social networking platform. I hope you check it out. You can download the app from the choicesocial.us website. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. Right now we have with us our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, I understand you're on a road show up there in uh, Tampa. Well, it's, uh, you know, my role as um, incoming Senate president is uh, to respond to requests for speaking. So, um, you know, I have all these um, uh, groups and, and organizations that, uh, you know, want to hear what my thoughts are and, you know, it's, and my colleagues. So I'm, yesterday I was in Sarasota, today I'm in Tampa, tomorrow I'm in Lakeland. So. I understand you. Like, do you have some give and take? Are you to get questions? I do. I do. Um, and you know, I I do take people's questions, and a lot of times, not everybody likes what I have to say. But you know, I I try to I try to usually what I try to do is talk about the accomplishments that we've had that aren't uh, reported in the press enough, and you know, a lot of what we've done that have been important for. Um, our communities that aren't reported. And then I talk about common sense solutions to the issues that we're facing. Um, you know, and I hope that resonates. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that's a pretty good litmus test of what the, what's on people's minds. So what are some of the questions about? What are, what are people thinking about? Um, a lot of them, it depends on the group. Um, if, if a lot of people are, are concerned about budget issues. Uh, are, are there, is their funding going to get cut? That kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, we have that, they have to get through that process. Um, but the COVID issue is a big deal. The, 
uh, the, a lot of people are very concerned about it. Uh, they, they're concerned that uh, whether or not they should uh, require their, their employees to get vaccinated and, or not or whatever. And, and we've been doing polling, and it's about 50-50 around the state. Wow. So, honestly, no matter what position you take, half the people are not going to be happy. Yeah, sounds like it. So the governor just pointed out in a press conference that, hey, by the way, if you have city employees that you want to uh, have a vaccine that you're expect them to get vaccinated. That's a $5,000 fine per occurrence. Same thing for employees. So he's pretty well, he's pretty well entrenched in his own position, which I personally uh, support. I, you know, um, I think you distinguish between uh, government uh, uh, requirements and private businesses. Uh, I am, am very concerned about, you know, basically putting requirements or, 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 restrictions on private business uh, because, you know, we're a right-to-work state. Uh, so, and I don't think he's, he's gone that far yet. Um, and I hope that with the fact that uh, COVID seems to be peaking, we will not have to, uh, to uh, face that. Uh, that's a great point. Uh, and yet uh, it is true that uh, cases are dropping right now. Uh, on the other hand, uh, People, uh, well, the, there's a case that's right now that, that they are asking to go to the Supreme Court. The parents who want kids to have to wear masks to go to school, they say there's no deaths from masking, but there's deaths from COVID for kids. So we need to continue last year's uh, process. But, you know, yes. honest, honestly, I mean, uh, kids, they're breathing in their own waste, quite frankly. I mean, I think it's, I know. it's I terrible. Know. That's very troubling. Yes. I, I uh, tend to agree with the governor that parents should be um, parents are the ones who should make those decisions mm -hmm. uh, and, and, you know, not government. And, uh, but again, that's a very polarized issue. I've, I've seen some videos of some school board meetings where uh, people are shouting and screaming at each other um, as if, and not realizing that the whole world can see this. Yes. It's, it's it is pretty amazing. Although I think, Quite frankly, there have been polls that have demonstrated that uh, people on the left who want these mass mandates have a misunderstanding of the severity of the disease and don't understand, you know, many people, in fact, think that uh, people who are, get COVID is, as high as 50% get hospitalized. That's just not the case. No, it's not. The, the, uh, unfortunately, the uh, misinformation that is, and I'm not even sure it's the media anymore, it's all social media it's not the uh it's not the mainstream or or the left stream or the right stream media it is social media um like yesterday at the governor's press conference he had some people speak about the fact that they don't believe in vaccinations and um and i think that was a good thing because you do want to hear both sides but somebody got up and said that the reason she doesn't want to be vaccinated is that the vaccines change your rna mm-hmm and I've never seen that anywhere. Oh, it's true, though. And I, I don't, do we know if it's true? I've never seen the science on that. Well, it is. It's the, uh, the guy that invented it. it it's basically it changes. Uh, it, it is actually a, a uh, alteration of your DNA. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, well, I think. She said RNA, and I, and I don't even know that. And, and you know, Bob, that's the problem. Uh, if you, the, the, the science. Uh, we keep saying, let's follow the science. Mm -hmm. 
I even every even the scientists don't agree. Yeah, well, and, and uh, if you just uh, I just covered with our listeners the fact that the the VAERS report demonstrates that there's been a real spike in the number of deaths from the vaccine itself. I remember there's a lot we don't know about this vaccine. It's still being used as a uh, emergency use authorization, so it didn't go through the full uh, trials. Uh, I love the uh, cartoon I saw one time of the one squirrel talk or one uh, rat talking to another rat, saying, "You know, I'm not gonna." really get vaccinated till we complete the human trials <laughs> <laughs> well I, I i think the fda i mean the, the has approved of uh, the vaccine fully it's not it's no longer um emergency use only you know uh, um, kathleen if if i might you know this is this is another one of these uh bait and switch type things uh, unfortunately there has been approval by the FDA of a vaccine by Pfizer, but it's a it's a vaccine that has not yet been released and is not yet available. But the basically the uh, Pfizer and the FDA is saying, well, it's not the same, but it's just uh, it's about the same. So you can go ahead and use the emergency vaccine; it's just as good. <laughs> Did you know that? Yeah, I had not heard that. Um, yeah, that detail. So I, you know, again, I don't know. And and actually, you know, Bob, that's the problem. There yeah. is so much information out there that is swirling um, in in the media on all sides. So how does a um, just an average Joe make a decision? Right. I, you know, I made a decision for myself to get vaccinated, but I would not force anyone else to. Right. Because you know, that's just not what we do. Uh, and hopefully the those those people that are that are either unvaccinated, if they get COVID, they don't get as sick. I don't know, or they get the uh, monoclonal antibodies, which I had when I got COVID last year, with the beginning of the year. Um, so you know we've got treatment. Science is changing by the minute. Um, I, you know, it's just the problem for me is the polarization. Yeah, in this in this state and in this country over this issue, and you know, neighbors not speaking to neighbors, family members, right, not speaking to one another. Yeah, it's it's really a shame, and Tragic. unfortunately, uh, uh, this uh, CDC and other organizations have now been politicized to the point where we just don't know who we can trust and what we right. can trust in terms of information. That's you're, right. You're so right. That's right. And I, no, there is no right. There is, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Kathleen Pasadena, again, our state senator. I genuinely appreciate your commentary here in the show, Kathleen. Thank you so much for thank joining you, us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well, thank you. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Boo Mortensen. We're going to find out what's new with Boo, that and more, right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. 
Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Golfshore Playhouse is passionately committed to enriching our cultural landscape by producing professional theater to the highest artistic standards and providing unique educational opportunities to folks in a spirit of service, adventure, and excitement. Over the past 15 years, the Playhouse has expanded immensely, outgoing its current facilities. With dreams of expanding even further in order to better serve the community, broaden the economic impact, and strengthen the cultural fabric of our region, it's time to build and move into a new home. A 44,000 square foot state-of-the-art theater and education center will be built on three acres at the corner of First Avenue South and Goodlett Frank Road, allowing Gulf Shore Playhouse to achieve those dreams. To find out more about Gulf Shore Playhouse, this state-of-the-art performing arts center, and about the season's exciting productions, visit golfshoreplayhouse.org. That's golfshoreplayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability. I proudly serve on their board. One of the things they're doing is creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative. And you can find out more by visiting the website, vfga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo. Boo Mortensen up in Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, how are you doing? I am doing beautifully. Thank you for asking. Absolutely. And I have... You know, I always like all this techie stuff, and I don't really have the sophisticated mind to understand a lot of it, but I get a kick out of uh, new phones that are being released, new technology <clears throat> gadgets, yeah. and the latest one that's coming out, excuse me, as I said, is a fusion between um, Facebook and Ray-Ban, and you remember Ray-Ban sunglasses? Sure. So, uh, you know, Tom Cruise made them. Uh, famous anyway so there so you have the sunglasses but embedded in the sunglasses you have a tiny recording light two cameras three microphones and four gigabytes of storage which are powered by facebook wow and all of this is teeny tiny so you can put these sunglasses on. Now, I don't get what the point is. Remember Google came out with those glasses, too, and, and it never took off? I don't they, remember they, that. Oh, you can... Uh, pardon? Uh, no, I don't remember that. But uh, this is so intriguing to me. It's kind of like being a, a police officers having, you know, their cameras right on their body or right in the car uh, to film uh, arrests and that kind of thing. So... Uh, yeah, now, it can only... The camera can not run longer than 30 seconds. Oh. But... You can have these glasses on, and I guess they say, well, if your kids are doing something fun or you want to capture something spontaneous, you've got the sunglasses, you don't have to reach for your phone and get your phone, blah, blah, blah. 
The thing is, is that this is all so small that you can video somebody, even if it's 30 seconds, or take a still picture because it has two cameras without anybody's knowing it. Yeah. So I'm really concerned. I, I think there's some real privacy issues here. I think you're right, uh, Boo. It's it's kind of interesting. So how are these selling? I, I you know I did see an advertisement for them. I didn't pay much attention. Uh, what are your thoughts? I don't know how they're selling. I don't I don't know that. I you know I think this is all fairly new that's coming out. Mm-hmm. But the little camera, it, it, there it's as small as a like a poppy seed. I mean it's minuscule. So it's not like you can look at somebody that has Ray-Ban sunglasses on and go, aha, (laughs) they've got a camera in it. You really can't even tell. And why would you want to do that? I don't know. Well, I guess to capture the moment, like you say, if you're with your kids and they do something fun or interesting, you can kind of do Yeah, And I don't even know what kind of mechanism, whether you have to, how do you turn the camera on? I don't know if it's a gesture of lifting your hands to the button or, or you just click it uh-huh. or maybe you just tap the side of the sunglasses. <clears throat> it's fairly easy to activate it. Yeah, I'm not, I have no interest myself. How about you? None. No. <laughs> I mean, I've got enough issues, you know, hauling my phone around, much less more technology. Yeah. But I just kind of think it's kind of a creepy thing. Yeah, well, I would agree with that. It is fairly crazy. So is Facebook, quite frankly. I mean, they they have uh, they are using their uh, technology for political ends in such a, a horrendous way. And I I just don't pay much. You don't use uh, social media anyhow, do you? No, yeah. I don't do any of it. Mm-mm. I don't do Twitter. I don't do Snapchat. I don't do Facebook. I don't do any of that. It makes me nervous that. And I know we can all be tracked through our cell phones. I mean, you know, I get that. And that's even scary enough as it is. Yeah. But then to throw yourself <clears throat> out there, uh, talk about lack of privacy. I, I just think it's just way, way, way too intrusive. Oh, well, I would but, agree. you know, that's just me. Most people don't even give it a second thought. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm not a very good friend on Facebook or other social media. I just uh, post my show. That's all I do, and don't pay attention to anything else. So, I don't have really an interest in social media. I, my wife Linda, she just is all over it, and she gets lots of breaking news as as a result of her efforts on, for example, uh, Getter, Twitter, and these other uh, social media outlets because she she identifies people that. Uh, come up with good information and uh, pays attention to what's going on. So it has some use in that regard, but it certainly is time-consuming. Well, you know, every, you know, we all want instant gratification. You know, they say instant gratification isn't fast enough anymore. And <laughs> uh, so, so I don't get the breaking news. But, you know, if you go on and read what's, you know, Fox or CNN or whatever your thing is, you know, within a half an hour you're going to get it, that's for sure. Everything is so instant um, on any kind of media, even on your phone. Now, I I just don't, you know, I like living in my little bubble. Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And, of course, the other thing that's infuriating is the social media, these outlets, 
uh, all the outlets, news outlets, uh, pretty much post what gets clicks. They're selling clicks more than anything. Clicks rule. Right. And, uh, for example, uh, AOC won, uh, wore a dress to a $35,000 gala. Was it last night, I guess? And it, uh, the dress was a, a very fashionable. You know, one of the designers made the dress, but it's, it said tax the rich on the dress. So, you know, and that's, that's a, the point of this is it's news. That's, that's, that's getting lots of clicks right now. Can you believe that? So why are we paying no. attention to that? That's stupid. Of course it is, but that's what social media has reduced it to. Yeah. And Excuse it, me, I've got a frog in my throat. But that's, that, that, we've all got suckered into this, this instant stupid news by social media. You know, uh, not to change the topic, but I haven't had a chance to bring it up with my audience, and I want to now if it's okay. I, uh, the, today, Gavin Newsom's recall election, it's up, up today, and I think he's running a little bit scared. There is evidence that there's cheating because a couple of people have gone to the polls, not more than a couple, and uh, said, I'm here to vote. They said, oh, you've already voted. Too bad. <laughs> and no. Yes, that's happening. And, and it's not just a few people. It's a lot of people. And, so the, and of course, needless to say, they're Republicans. So uh, this is, uh, looks like the, the, the fix is in. Well, I think Biden's flying out there today, isn't he, to t- sort of boost... Uh, yeah, he was out there last night. He Gavin. A, yeah, they, he had a uh, Gavin Newsom had a two-hour uh, rally, and uh, among the speakers was Joe Biden, who apparently caught, had a coughing fit. <laughs> a, he was struggling himself uh, with the process. But you know, uh, my view is I th- I think uh, probably Gavin Newsom saw the writing on the wall that he's going to lose because he seems a little bit panicked, even though the polls are saying he's ahead by. S- 60%, he won't get recalled. I think those polls are kind of phony. As we know, many polls, most polls are phony. So uh, I think he's running a little bit scared and hopeful that through cheating and uh, getting all these VIPs out uh, that he'll somehow win the day. You know, isn't California a weird state? Yes, it is. It's very weird. We lived there for 10 years. And, uh, well, then you know the depth of weirdness. Yes, absolutely. But it, it, it was a, such a beautiful place to be. I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful weather. And great. It's the mountains, the ocean. It's all so wonderful. It's too bad it's been screwed up by uh, liberal politics. Yes, it has. And, you know, you don't put the genie back in the bottle, so that's the way it is. I, I don't think he'll get recalled. You don't? All right, uh-uh. here's a buck saying that he does. Okay. <laughs> we'll talk about All it right. next We'll talk about it next Tuesday. Boo, it's always great, got it. great to get your commentary on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with uh, Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. You suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees. I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. 
Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me, and he'll help you too. You listen to The Bob Harden Show, so why not market your company to our loyal listeners? Ads are played live on each show and then archived so listeners can hear the show and your ad at their convenience. Each advertising package includes a banner on BobHarden.com with a link to your website at no extra charge. Join Lulabee's Diner, Johnson's Air Conditioning, Blue Provence, and many others who advertise on the show. Call me at 598-3889. That's 598 598- or send an email to bobharden at hotmail.com to design an ad program that's just right for your business and your budget. You'll be pleasantly surprised at the cost and the value. Several advertisers have been with me for years. Find out why by calling 598-3889 or send me an email to bobharden at hotmail.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best and now building a performing arts center in downtown Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Linda Harden, the author of Greetings from Paradise. Right now we have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, man, how are you? I'm great doing I hope you're well as well. Yes, sir. Uh, tell us about Less Government. Yeah, we exist to reduce the size, scope, and sphere of influence of government, and I'm, I watch CNBC a lot of mornings, and they don't seem to think that's a prerogative. Yeah, <laughs> you've got a big market for sure, Seton. A growing market, unfortunately. So I, before, I, uh, you, you wrote a great column. Government corrupts everything and drives everyone non-rich out of the system. Boy, this is such an interesting story. But before, any comments at all what's happening in California with the recall? Well, the, the, I don't know if you saw the stories yesterday where Republicans are walking in to vote and they're being told they're already voted. Yeah, I saw that. And they, they get to si- file a... Uh, what do they call it? Well, they file a provisionary ballot, but there's no, you know, that's the damage is already done. Right. They're not going to they're not going to approve every provision provisionary ballot. It's not going to happen. As as I strenuously argued in November of 2020, if we let them steal this election, they'll steal every election. Yeah. And look, every election since then they've stolen. Yeah. They stole both in Georgia, both Senate seats in Georgia. Yeah. And now they're going to. You know, I don't, look, I don't know if, you know, it's California. I don't know if, if the recall was going to happen and Elder was going to win. But, you know, they're certainly making sure that it, it wasn't going to happen. Well, this but Rose, Ma- Rose McGowan, story. I'm sure you heard this story of Rose McGowan. Oh, she's great. I, my favorite line from Rose McGowan was, she's the actress who was assaulted by Harvey Weinstein right. and apparently one or two others. And she said, everybody I've been sexually harassed by is a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> I vote Larry Elder. <laughs> yeah, she's, she says, I don't believe, I don't, I don't agree with everything that he says or does, but you know what? 
he's an honest and true true man. Uh, I'm going to vote for him. So I can be alone in a room with him and not worry for my safety. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Anyhow, uh, he's put up a good fight. I think Larry, I think Larry Elder would be a great governor. He's a smart guy. He's well educated. Well, not to you know, not to again be the the pessimist, but the last vote that really mattered or could have mattered was Proposition 187 in 1994, hmm. when they voted to stop paying illegal aliens government money. Hmm. And it passed with like 60% of the vote, but then a leftist judge said it was unconstitutional and opened up the money spigot again. And so that was their, that was their in, in Dungeons and Dragons parlance, that was their dying throw. Yeah. That was their dying attempt at saving themselves. They, they, uh, you know, okay, Larry Elder's governor, is he still facing a supermajority Democrat legislature? Absolutely. Yes. You know, we Are they going to work with him on anything? No. no. So, I mean, it would have been an interesting visual aid, but I think it wouldn't have meant anything to California. Well, unless, unless this is, turns out to be a canary in the coal mine, and perhaps people are just fed up. You know, when we were... Well, we just had a national election stolen from us. Did we do anything about it? No. <laughs> no, we no. Didn't. no, we didn't. Yeah. I mean, th- there was no bigger... We'll never again have a bigger... Well, no, we haven't in decades had a bigger group of wronged people yeah. than the 80 million who voted for Trump. And they stole the election, and what did we do about it? But you know what's interesting is that uh, Biden goes to Utah, all the people standing with signs supporting uh, Trump. He, he go, you see what's happening at the football games. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but 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 they're not. You know, most, too many people. You know, this is a three hundred thirty million person country. Yeah, and we can find. You know, it's a. There's a lot of with that many people, you can find a lot of visual aids that make you think it's going better. But at the end of the day. What's hap- you know? What's happening in Congress? Yeah, you know, you spend six trillion dollars. The, the, I guess protesting is anybody doing anything about that? No, no. I, I, I guess my point is that there's uh, there's grassroots support for change. Lots of lots of grassroots support for, for change. And uh, right, Haven't we heard that. I mean, we had the Tea Party movement in 2010. Yeah, we tried to be polite about it. Yeah, that didn't work. Right. Then we said, okay, we we will go impolite. <laughs> I'll have some Trump. And we gave them Trump, and they stole Trump from us, and we did nothing. I just, I don't think there's enough. The government schools poisoning the well for half a century have won. Yeah. There's just too many inert people. You know, as George Collins said years ago, you know, think about, uh, of all your friends, think of the person with the average intelligence among your friends, and then realize half your friends are stupider than that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> George Carlin was fantastic. Yeah, love that guy. So, hey, listen. So anyway, I, I, you know, I'm a total, you know, I, you know I'm, I, I just, I think it's we've we've let it go too far. Yeah, and I, I, I know it's a really, it's why everybody's like, you should do a podcast. I'm like, no one wants to listen to this. So. You know, the the only encouraging thing, I realize, I, I tend to see things through rose-colored glasses. I realize that. But I see college students at several football games chanting, F. Joe Biden. Yeah, I know. I, I, and yeah, then to I, me, I these, are, these are young people. I mean, what, so what's going on with that? It's just unbelievable. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I just tweeted out an article where 
Stanford professors have joined together to ask the government to stop looking for Chinese spies in colleges. <laughs> so, see, listen, you wrote this great column, and I, I want to give you an opportunity to make, uh, give us a message here on the government corrupts everything. Tell us about it. Well, you know, I, I, I'm upset it didn't do better, because I should have titled it something along the lines of, gee, I can't understand why poor people are buying cryptocurrency. Um, what's happening is... Uh, Brad Sherman, who's a Democrat from California, he's awful. He's on the House Finance Committee. And Elizabeth Warren, who's on the <clears throat> Senate Banking Committee, are complaining because 25% of minorities, blacks and Hispanics, are buying cryptocurrency. And, gee, I can't imagine why. You know, and, and, they're, and they're criticizing them and chastising them because there's no cop on the beat. That's what Elizabeth Warren said. Yeah. And, gee, the cop on the beat has beaten them about the head and shoulders for 50 years, right. the banking cop on the beat. I mean, we had the 2008 housing crisis where the government spent decades forcing banks to make loans to people that everybody knew couldn't pay back. Then the whole housing system collapses, and along with it, the entire global economy. Then they watched the government reward the banks with trillions of dollars of their money, then they pass a law, Dodd-Frank, which kills thousands of small banks, which were the only banks that dealt with these people, yep. and made big, two big-to-fail banks 30% bigger, and now they're printing money like a gigantic Pez dispenser, and, and we have the worst inflation five months in a row ever. We've set the record for the fifth straight month. In August, with 8.3% inflation year to year, and then they're getting chastised for not trusting the currency. Uh, good, good for them. See, you know what? I always appreciate your commentary. I wish you had more time to uh, talk I about this. I it up with the, my, my optimism on, on the country. <laughs> okay. See, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Thank you, sir. My pleasure, indeed. Seat Miley, again, founder and president of Less Government. You can visit lessgovernment.org on the web. We're going to uh, visit with Linda Harden. She is now back writing Greetings from Paradise. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. The dining scene in Naples is among the nation's finest. Get a first-hand experience with Naples Culinary Walks. Join a guided food walk with a terrific guide in a small group through elegant Naples neighborhoods known for destination restaurants. In three hours, you'll stop for small plates on your chosen tour. Dining walk choices include morning, afternoon, and evening offerings on 5th Avenue South, Downtown 3rd Street, Waterside, Galleria Shops at Vanderbilt, and more. Prices begin at only $46 a person, depending on the tour you select. To find out more and to make a reservation, visit NaplesCulinaryWalks.com. That's NaplesCulinaryWalks.com for a great value and a terrific dining experience. Do you have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity? Maximize your tax deduction, support your favorite charity, 
and help a local child in need by calling Naples Auto Donation Center. Naples Auto Donation Center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer. Just call NADC at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there. You get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for. Your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs and the net revenue generated by NADC goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a real win-win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692-9840. Or visit the website nadckids.com. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. And I'm not talking about Sharia law. I'm talking about the U.S. Constitution. (laughs) We have with us Linda Harden. She's my lovely wife. She's also the author of Greetings from Paradise. And for those of you who look forward to her newsletter, uh, she's back in the saddle and writing newsletters again, uh, Greetings from Paradise. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning to you. So, uh, the president of the United States. Oh, who being is, plugs. Yeah, plugs. <laughs> took a trip out to California to support Gavin Newsom in uh, his uh, effort to defy the recall effort of uh, Californians right now because they don't, they're unhappy with him as governor. What are your thoughts? Well, it was just, it, it was just hysterical to watch the coverage on social media of his trip out west because before he met with Gavin Newsom, he went to Idaho, he went to Northern California to, quote-unquote, view the fire damage and, and attribute it all to global warming, oh, by the way, yeah. or climate change or whatever happens to be the flavor of the week. But uh, what greeted Joe Biden at every stop he made on the West Coast were massive crowds not, not uh, welcoming him, but um, saying, blank Joe Biden having blank Joe Biden signs, having Trump signs everywhere. And I just saw one clip on social media of this Chinese guy saying, send him to China, <laughs> yeah. which so, was great. The, the most amusing thing, of course, we hear about the kids that are all getting uh, on the indoctrination in colleges and high schools and so forth, and we're concerned about the education that our kids are getting. But I see these kids at, at, prof- at, uh, high, at college football games uh, Alabama, all these different Mississippi, universities. Mississippi, LSU, uh, um, uh, North Carolina. Um, there were multiple. That's right. And, and, oh, by the way, at the New York Yankees-Mets game. That's right. And uh, all yelling, uh, F uh, Joe Biden. and uh, Loudly. Loudly. And, and, and it's just, they've all got the same chorus line going on I know. everywhere. To me, I mean, it's just fortifying. Not that I uh, condone that kind of behavior. That's not the point. The point is this, that uh, you would think that people indoctrinated in college for uh, the leftist point of view and Marxism and so forth would be embracing what Joe Biden has to say, but they're not. It's great. Well, no, and, it, and it's totally backfiring on Biden and Kamala Harris. I don't know if you, <laughs> I don't know if you saw Kamala Harris's uh, tweet that they're broadcasting, but it was so ass backwards it was oh well first of all keep in mind that she wasn't going to take the vaccine because if it, if trump told her to do it i'm not you know 
I'm not going near it. Now she's advocating it. Now she's advocating it um, to pr- protect the vaccinated. And it, it, they are so wrapped up in their underwear about messaging, they don't know which way to turn. And now they've got these college campuses and these people um, took over the Brooklyn Bridge last night yeah. saying, F Joe Biden, all the way. I mean, it's not going well for them at all. No, and, and of course, poor Joe is all confused about it. He says, why are they doing Why are they doing that? He doesn't understand the import of, oh, and the meaning of, of what's going on. Frankly, and, and apparently you're going to double down more now that they've got this one rule, this speech that he gave you, the six different ways that we're going to fight COVID. They're apparently going to be, they're going to pile on. OSHA is going to come out with some more, or CDC is going to come out with some more rules. Thank the Lord we live in Florida because DeSantis is not having any of it, and neither is Greg Abbott or the um, the governor from from Arizona and, and multiple others. I don't know if it was the governor of South Carolina. Um, who said that he was going to fight Joe Biden to the gates of hell to to push back on his on this um, mandate? But yeah. you know, it, it's just so it's coming it's coming back to to bite them. It really is. Yeah. Um. So uh, getting back to Joe in uh, California, he and he's out there campaigning for Gavin Newsom. Of course, we know the the recall election is today. But what's so fascinating is that of all the people who have come out to to um, speak in favor of Gavin Newsom can't speak in favor of Gavin Newsom. There is nothing that they've said in any of their campaigns. About him being a great governor? No. They, they said, oh, he's been good at this, he's been good at nothing. All they're saying is he's not, we can't have a Donald Trump uh, clone as governor of California. Yeah. That is so stark raving mad, in my opinion. They're, they're, and by the way, the crowds that they're pulling are not big. But they're saying, oh, well, we can't have another Donald Trump. Donald Trump is living rent-free in the brains of every single Democrat and deep state member in this country and around the world. How long has he been gone? And and they still (laughs) can't get over him. And, and of course, CNN's numbers have plummeted. uh, All those. I don't know how they're making any money except from, from, uh, uh, you know, uh, contributions from whatever. Because... Nobody's watching them. No one. Well, it's not a not-for-profit. I mean, it's a for-profit country, company. I mean, they have they have ads, but but the, their um, advertisers have to be wondering why are we doing this? Yeah. Um, same with MSNBC. I mean, they're they're better than CNN, but but not by much. And um, even um, um, Rachel Maddow, who's on the the highest-rated show on MSNBC, is quitting. She's had enough. Yeah. Now, let me get back to hypocrisy. I've got this little list. Yeah. So, so back to hypocrisy for just a minute. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yeah. <laughs> went to the Met Gala last night. Did you, did you talk about this at all? A little bit. Okay. So the Met Gala tickets for the Met Gala are $35,000 each. Guess who showed up at the Met Gala? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And guess what she had on? By the way, who paid for her ticket? A, and she, and and all she makes plenty of money. She you know she makes one hundred seventy five grand a year. But that, but thirty five thousand for a ticket. They probably said, "Oh, you can come for nothing." That's what that, that's my probably not. That, but 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 here's the deal. Here she is with all these people. She's pretty much despises because they're the rich, and she wears this gown yeah. that says, "Tax the rich." Yeah, I mean. Come on, people, wake up! Yeah. Do you realize that they are? I remember, I remember um, the little um, 
story my mother used to read, Little Black Sambo, where the tigers would 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 um, run in a circle, run in a circle, and all turned into butter. The Democrat Party is doing that same thing. They're they're grabbing onto their own um, propaganda, and 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 they're all turning into butter. It is hysterical. By the way, um, I have to bring up something else before before we run out of time. And I was reading on social media. Guess what they're doing in Slovenia? Well, guess what the homeless people are doing in Slovenia? No idea. They're going to take the shot for other people. People will pay them to go get vaccines. <laughs> and starting I'm, a business. I'm, I know. They're, <laughs> they're, they're going to get the vaccine for people and getting their, their, their vaccination card, and the people will pay them to do it. Some of these people have gotten like seven shots. In I Slovenia. guess, what could that possibly do? Oh my goodness, can you even imagine? No, I can't imagine. Uh, that, well, first of all, uh, that stuff could be harmful. I'm, we're not sh- still not sure exactly what it does, but we hear so many... We've had personal friends that have had uh, really pretty tragic consequences as a result of getting the vaccine, like a couple of stents in their leg because of... Uh, stroke? Stro- uh, a stroke. Uh, I mean, blood clots. Um, we know... We know a of- death. Yeah, we know some people that um, uh, got the vaccine and, and uh, got COVID. Yeah. I mean, look at Oscar de la Hoya, oh, by the way. Yeah. He got, he got double jabbed, and he's in the hospital with COVID. I mean, it, it's like, come on, people. By the way, um, th- this, this, let me just clear something up real quick, if we didn't mention this before. They're all saying, oh, Joe Biden and everybody's saying, oh, well, now the Pfizer vaccine is is approved it's not approved it's not no if there's a comerity or something like yep. that is yep. a, is approved but they they don't but have it's it, not available it, they don't have it stocked so that but say but they say hey well go ahead and use uh the other vaccine because it's just as it's about the same well the point is that of course the comerity whatever they release it you will have liability if something happens to, to uh somebody in the public they can sue they can't sue when they have this use under emergency use authorization. So the uh, Pfizer basically is making out like a bandit. And, uh, of course, Chip Biden is running around saying, now the, the uh, COVID vaccine has been approved, so you can go ahead and take it. It's not it, true. No, it's not true. Um, and, and just to use Jen Psaki's word, to circle back to, to Biden's trip to California, um, he's, you know, he's wearing masks all over the place, indoors, outdoors, which guess what that tells me? It, the vaccine doesn't work anyway. I mean, do, don't they realize that wearing the mask um, is just says in in capital letters the vaccine doesn't work. So anyway, he goes out to California, and and uh, Gavin Newsom, somebody calls him, refers to. We've got plugs and hair gel. So hair gel uh, at the at the airport, and throughout his his little uh, trek in in California, never a mask. Nobody wore a mask. It's very mm. bizarre. And oh, by the way. At the at the um, at the Met Gala with AOC, where she's hugging and kissing everybody, um, no mask. And you, well, know, you know that's a sophisticated crowd, right. like on Nantucket. And, and, and just the most blatant, blatant in your face. This is such a hoax. At the nine eleven uh, ceremonies in New York City, all the all the. Um, officials or the former presidents and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, when they knew the cameras were on them, all were masked up. As soon as the cameras went off, Nancy Pelosi, etc., took their masks off and were 
Talking to people around. Yeah. Wake up, people. I understand they sent somebody up to tell Rudy Giuliani to put on a mask. <laughs> he made somebody where it says, stuff it. <laughs> I'm not putting on a mask. Well, Linda, it's always great to get your commentary. Never enough show. time. We've I had know. so much else. I know. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. So that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Tomorrow we're going to visit with Bob Levy, chairman of the Cato Institute. Professor Andrew Joppa will be joining us, as well as Larry Bell, endowed professor at the University of Houston. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com, bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>